around the world, there are people who can't access education. And it's 2017. I really want access to education to be as easy as access to Facebook. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310-872-2423. That's 310-872-2423. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. And we have our next LA startup spotlight for you, an amazing tutoring company, on-demand tutoring, Toot App. Right? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. And I welcome Shaq and Sophia to the show. Tell us a little bit about how this was all created and what is Toot? I'm Sophia. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Toot. Um, And yeah, so funny thing is that we used to be an app and now we're a text messaging service and we'll get a little bit into that. But uh, Toot was a mobile app that connects students to tutors for face-to-face lessons in Los Angeles. And most recently we pivoted our business to a SMS platform. So now students can just text us at our phone number, um, any sort of homework problem they have, and they can connect it to a tutor 24-7. Cool. Shaq? Yes, I'm Shaq. I'm CTO and co-founder of Toot. Um, Sophie and I met two and a half years ago and decided to work together and uh, start Toot. Um, I built a mobile app that connected students with tutors, and now our platform doesn't have an application anymore, but it's a website, which is a toot.us, but everything else is a text messaging service, with ha- which happens on people's phones. Yes, yeah, so it was really interesting. We, um, you know, we started off with this face-to-face marketplace, and we raised a little bit of money, and we were planning on expanding. And we came across this thing that students were doing on our platform, and we realized as we sat down and said, "Okay, we're we're going to expand now." Um, what's a bigger issue that students are facing every day, and not just for an hour a week? And that seemed to be homework, right? Every right. day students come across a problem they don't understand um, and they don't really have the tools or resources to basically get the attention that they specifically need. All they can do right now is basically go onto Google and type in a problem and they'll get the most amount of information and they don't know how to navigate that information. Right. So what we decided was um, let's look at what our students are doing on our platform. Let's see how they're interacting. And then within the messaging of our mobile app, we realized that Students in between lessons were messaging our tutors for one-off questions. They were sending them photos of like an algebra problem and saying, I'm stuck halfway. Or they're about to walk into an exam and they're like, I'm so nervous. I don't know what to do. Totally. Um, And can you just explain this theory to me? I have those questions about life on a a minutely basis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that was kind of the evolution. We we started off that way and we wanted to build something that was more scalable, more digital. Um, And we went from this face-to-face model that was scalable, but a long sort of growth, you know, is market by market. And then we found this really cool niche, I'd say, that um, students were just looking for this one-off question help. And let's start from the very, very beginning. So Toot was created in about 2014, 2015? 2015, yeah. 2015, okay. And and how? what was the initial seed that planted the idea for Toot? And then how did you both come together? Yeah. So I was a senior at Loyola Marymount University, local. And um, I started my first company in, in college. And the night before my finance final, my tutor's wife went into labor. And 
Um, you know, being that I started my company in college, I just relied on my tutors more than probably most people. <laughs> and you, sorry, you said you started your, not your tutoring company in college. No, a different yeah, company. Yeah, a different company. Yeah. And what was that company? It was a digital signage company. So okay. we we're doing hardware software, it was nerdy stuff. And I ditched it for two. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, the night before my finance final, my tutor's wife went to labor and, um, I was stuck. I, emailed my professor ultimately after Googling for like two hours to find someone to come meet me. I went onto a private Facebook group of our college campus and right. noticed that people were already looking for this kind of thing. Um, emailed my professor. He was like, no, you can't get out of this exam, Sophia, but here is someone who might be able to help you. Right. And within like 15, 20 minutes at like midnight at this point, 11 p.m. midnight, um, this guy, Joe, who was an old student of his, met me on campus and we right. had this amazing lesson. It was super reasonably priced. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like the, oh, this is interesting. I should probably do this. And right. it took me a couple months, ultimately decided to stop what I was doing uh, when I met Shock. Wait, wait, let's let's stop there just for a second, yeah. because that's a big decision. How much time had you invested in your digital signage company at that point? Like a year. And and what where were you in that company? So we landed a pretty big pilot with uh, one of like the larger fast food corporations where we were going to sell advertisements um, against these TV screens, and we were we were managing those TV screens from like one office, but we had about three hundred screens, and I was getting ready to deploy that. Right. Um, and I just Sounds woke like a military up. operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it was <laughs> dealing with like corporations, not the best. Um, so. Yeah, just doing that and realizing you really have to be passionate about what you're doing, right? Like I yeah. just, that was kind of like a, a business opportunity. It wasn't necessarily like my calling. Right, right, you know? right, right. Um, so I, I did it because it was like part a college project, part because it was something like that my dad and I were sort of working on and, um, you know, had this sort of breakdown. I was at CES with my dad and I was like I picking out monitors yeah, for, yeah. The, for the stores and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And, and he was like, wait, I didn't realize you were so unhappy. And I didn't realize I was so unhappy. Right. Yeah. And, um, it was like this, just this moment. What was funny is um, the moment was because I that I was in the airport and I saw like the at the time it was January. It was like the Forbes 30 under 30 came out and I had yeah. no idea what that was. Yeah. Right? Like what this list was or anything. January of 2014. Yeah. 15. Okay. No, 14. 14. 14. Okay. 14. Yeah. yeah. And um. And then we were at the airport, whatever. I, I opened it up and I started to see like my friends on there and yeah. some like relatives. And then I was just like, what is this? And yeah. I started to research more about their companies and everyone and their interviews. And yeah. I was like, wow, everyone is so in love with what they're doing. Right, you know? right, right. And, <laughs> and like, why am I not? Yeah. And um, I, I continued to work on it because we were sort of so knees in and deep and um, about a year later is when I was like, okay, I really don't want to do this. And then, wait, is that when you had the epiphany with your dad in the store? Well, no. So we're at CES yeah. and he was like, well, do you have any other ideas? Yeah. And we started to talk about toot. Um, so how, I mean, I, I just have to get into this. Yeah. So did, were you raised by your family to be in technology or to be entrepreneurial or was your dad an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial? <laughs> was your yeah. dad in the entrepreneurial world himself? So my dad was in, uh, like early '90s tech guy, right? Like he moved from like New York to LA and started several like technology companies. Right. So growing up, like I always assumed everyone had their own business because I'd go to my right. dad's office and 
at a super young age and he gave me a business card at like the age of That's two. So cool. Yeah. And so I feel like definitely like I yeah. was raised in a very entrepreneurial household and yeah. that was obviously like the mission for my dad. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. always kind of like setting bars for me. Yeah. Uh, Forbes being one of them. Totally. And, and you made it to eventually to Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. It was yeah. really special because of that, that like, because it had um, like such a meaningful sort of it was just like this goal that I shared with my dad, you know? Yeah. And um, so that was kind of like the big. That's so cool. Okay. So, so now skipping ahead a little bit, you, you come because this is all about toot app and you still go by toot app pretty much because the search engine yeah. dilemma, right? <laughs> just because of Google. <laughs> Even though it's not exactly a, an app app anymore, it, but it is an app, a web app. Like, so it's just the website. It's not even a web app or. I'll let chat talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And, and well, just for a second, because I want to get into how you two met one yeah. another and then, yeah, get into that as well. All right. So, yeah, uh, to tell you how we met, need to go back a little. I was born and raised in Iran in a Baha'i family. And um, in Iran, Baha'is are re- religious minority and they're not allowed in college. Right. That's one of the things that they can't do. They can't have like jobs that are connected to government in any way. Um, so Baha'is started this underground college called BIHE, um, which I attended to study software engineering. I dropped out. Wait, I, an underground college? Yeah. That's epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like literally underground. It's like classes are in people's home. Yeah, but like, it's like, like, it's, home, like it's like revolutionary. It's like we're going to, we're yeah, going to take no this campus. into our own. Yeah. yeah. This is incredible. The, the degree is not like recognized yeah by any it's very self-driven like government yeah. agency or anything yeah incredible uh but funny enough outside iran is very like valid it's a valid degree wow. yeah we have people who study in harvard right now who graduated from bihe and harvard the underground it. college yeah. this is so crazy yeah okay. it's, it's very well known outside iran and even in iran like even private companies in iran yeah. recognize it I, to ask a political question for a mm-hmm. second was it ever, have there been attempts to take it down? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There, there used to be, uh, they had a building that government seized and um, they arrested a lot of professors. Like my, my, my physics professor, my math professor went to jail, each of them for five years. My classmates went to jail, some of them. Um, just for studying and just yeah, for teaching. Just for yeah. wanting to learn. Yeah, for, wow. for teaching and learning. Yeah. The liberties we have here... I think I think most of us don't understand here I mean, here in the states. I think even just most students don't understand. So like myself being someone who grew up in Los Angeles, my parents are Iranian, right? Yeah. Um I grew up in LA and I went to like an amazing private school and then I went to college and it was just like I look back and I'm like I just took my whole education career for granted. Like yeah. you know you meet someone like Shaq who's like so he's being so humble. He's so gifted. He learned English in like a year. He speaks perfect English. You know? And, and he's a, he is a very nice. When I met him the other day, I was like, I came up to you. I'm like, he made me feel so welcome. Yeah, he's yeah. the best. I mean, yeah. he's the best. And, you know, I'm, we just met two, a little over two years ago, right? And Two and a half. Yeah, two and yeah. a half years ago. And, you know, just like learning that entire story and, and sort of taking a look at my education yeah. and being like, okay, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, what does that look like globally, right? Totally. And like, is there really is education a gift or is it a right? And that's like a question that 
like I toy with all the That's time. Amazing. So, so, so you go to this underground school. Yes. And so you're still in Iran at that point. Yes. And uh, then, so yeah. I, I moved to Tehran from my hometown to go to that college and work. Um, working with a company at that point. Before going to college, I was a programmer. So I learned how to code on my own when I was 13 and uh, starting doing different jobs and I was making money and it was fun. I bet. Uh, I could buy everything I wanted because <laughs> it was my money. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I went there. I was working with this company that was developing games for children and then uh, started a startup with some of my friends in Tehran, which didn't work failed um what was it was the a it was a personal finance kind of kind of like mint if you know what that yeah, is yeah we basically took mint and translated it personal finance <laughs> yeah. organization <laughs> yeah 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 we we had a um mobile app and a website that helped people track their expenses their checks and like income budgeting so, things like that so is being entrepreneurial it's not welcome in all of iran but it's welcome in parts of iran right what do you mean? Well, because if, if people who go, if teachers and classmates who mm -hmm. go to the underground school, right. then get in trouble for that. But right. then you're able to start this, this finance company. Right. Right. What's the differences there? Why well, do one set of people get in trouble and the other set of people can do that freely? Well, another thing that Baha'is can't do is, to, well, they can legally. Well, here's the thing. Legally, they are allowed to go to college, right? They just can't because no one really cares about law in Iran. You know, it's like, doesn't have that much authority that it has here you know right that everything's according to law the law exists the law says freedom for all everyone should be able to go to college but in practice when a baha'i kid takes the entrance exam they can't go in because like they get a message that your case is invalid or whatever right and come go to that address to fix it but it never happens um Another thing that they struggle with is to own their own company, right? Mm -hmm. To start a company, it's not that easy. So people go through a lot of finding someone who doesn't have those issues and putting them on the board or like putting someone from the government that has ties to government right. on the board, like things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the company that I started, the startup, wasn't that like completely, it was not incorporated right. per se, you know, it was just like us deciding, making a website, running it. There was no legal entity for it right. ever. So that's how we did it. But um, it, it is welcome, you know, entrepreneurial kind of life. And it's it's been more trending lately. Like right. I, I hear a lot of stories of companies that are starting in Iran and like brilliant ideas. There was a huge article that just came out. I don't know if it was Business Week or something like that about how mm. like Iran's a spot to start a startup. It is. Something like it that. is. You know yeah. why? There's no copyright law. You can you can you can take Uber and copy it and do the same exact thing without Uber being able to sue you. That's crazy. You know, because they can't get in there and be like, "Why are you That's doing this?" Crazy. Lack of regulation, also. Like, here's this amazing idea that this Iranian guy's doing. He's having stay-at-home moms who cook for their family and have leftovers. He built an app for people to buy those leftover food. Right? Wow. So here's me going to work. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy, pick up some food from this home, mom. Yeah. Mom cooked home cooked food food on my way to work. And I'm going to use this app to see what food is where on the map. 
and uh, they do the payments and stuff. Like, That's so cool. It's something you can't do here because of regulations. Totally. You, know, you can't yeah. just sell for thinking, like FDA for every mom. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking like <laughs> the liability and something being, I mean, we could barely do Halloween anymore because of the mm. candy. Right. So, and then, so when did you move to the States? Um, November, 2014. Oh, two recently. and a half years ago. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and then, and did you meet each other shortly after? And at this time, did you speak English? Um, Kind he of, did. so, yeah, so <laughs> not as good as I do now. Uh, I was struggling No, a he bit. wasn't when we met. So <laughs> the funny thing was my dad introduced us, right? And he kept telling me there's this guy, he's here for me, Ron. And like in my mind, I was like, no, this guy's not going to speak English. He's going to be like 40, 50 years old yeah. and like have a family back in Iran. And like, this is not right. my co-founder. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he was like, no, you really should meet him. I talked to him on the phone. He sounds great. Yeah. You weren't even looking for a co-founder then. You like, I wasn't looking you for You wanted a to hire just, me as a programmer. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted a contractor. Yeah. I was working with someone else and it just wasn't working. Right. And so I was like looking for someone new. And Shaq and I met uh, because when Shaq moved over here, um, from Turkey. So he yeah. left Iran, uh, like fled to Turkey and yeah. then came to the U.S. Right. Um, he didn't have a social yet. Right. Um, yeah. He was here well, on political actually, asylum. I got it a week later. Yeah. So he moved into an apartment with a friend of my grandfather's. Right. So that was like his landlord. And were you by yourself old. or were you with yeah, your yeah. family? My family's back in Iran now. Yeah. That must have been really scary to make that move. Um, I mean, a lot of people do that. So yeah. it's kind of. No, it's, it was fine. It's it was scary. a little scary at first, you know, <laughs> yeah. like ju- just because of the change and yeah. like culture shock. Yeah. And like, yeah. I freaked out when the first car stopped for me when I was crossing the streets. I was like, ah, <laughs> no one does that back home. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so then she, he moves in with uh, like his landlord happened to be a friend of my grandfather's. Right. And he's like a Persian man who knew my dad being right. in tech. Yeah. Right. And so he connected. Shaq with my dad and my dad told him like I'm retired but my daughter is looking for someone to work with and so we met uh, across campus actually (laughs) and cross uh, campus is a co-working space here in Santa Monica and there you have a location downtown LA in Pasadena yeah yeah so we met there and that was where I was working at at the time and we just decided to do like a quick test project and what was supposed to probably take a couple weeks took a couple days and and I was just like uh Will you be my co-founder? You're After like, learning oh, his story yeah. and like the way that she he was working, she got down on her knees and was like, "Will you please be my co-founder?" <laughs> and then he got down with me, and he yeah. was like, "Obviously, obviously, <laughs> I prefer this to Starbucks." It was like the best engagement ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I applied to Starbucks, by the way. Yeah, when I got he, there, did you really? I really needed money. I had like five hundred dollars left. Yeah, little so, did you yeah, know yeah. that LA, like all they all they want are programmers. Right? So <laughs> I didn't know that back then. He didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, so this is incredible. And then what about what about Toot app? Well, uh, to answer the question from earlier, so yeah. it's not a web app. It's no. not a mobile app. It's a website. No, so it's a text, it's a text messaging, messaging service. service. Okay, yeah. So you could text our phone number, and you'll like a question. And you'll get connected to a tutor so that like way. It's like Sensei app. Exactly. Yeah. So you guys that don't know Sensei, you could ask Sensei any question, um, but you don't get a service from it. You just ask it any question and then you have someone in the community who responds. So like I've right. asked before, like, what's the best can of tuna to buy? Exactly. And then I get an anonymous response, like, go to Trader Joe's and get XYZ tuna. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what we do is we we vet, obviously, our tutors. This is a little different, right? This is like right. outside of a community, it's like these are the students' education. Right, right, right. Of (laughs) course, of course. We're handling something pretty fragile. So everyone's vetted, they're tested, they're interviewed. 
they used to be background checked, but you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. And then what drives the both of you today? Like what excites you the most when you wake up, you're like, yes. And you love your company so much for this particular reason. And I'm sure it might be a little bit different for the both of you. How about you, Shaq? For me, um, the long-term goal that I, that I have in mind, you know, and where I want to go with Toot personally is to be able to generate access to education for everyone. Cause like what I went through is not just a problem for Baha'is in Iran, you know, right. every other religious minority in Iran or other like religious dictatorships right. have the same problem and not just like religious persecution, but like due to financial situation and around the world, there are mm-hmm. people who can't access education and it's 2017 and I really want access to education to be as easy as access to Facebook. You know, you just open something and you can learn anything you want. Mm -hmm. And like we can connect people, you know, around the world. It's so easy. Everyone's connected now. So it shouldn't be that hard to connect the teacher to a student. I love it. And what, what subject matters do you, do you cover like what grade levels or do you cover even like how to program? What, like, what are the different types of education? So for the text messaging service, it's just math and science. Uh, we're sticking to that, those verticals for now. We'll perfect Mm -hmm. it and then we'll move forward. Um, but like, if you want, if you were in LA and you wanted a tutor in practically anything, we could get that to you. Um, for someone to physically show up, physically show up. Yeah. So like Like you did when you first Thought yeah. of the idea, yeah. yeah, so. yeah our, our, our previous product, which yeah. is a mobile app. Yeah. yeah, so like if you wanted an Xbox tutor, if you wanted a tennis tutor, if you we wanted actually oh. had an Xbox lesson. Oh, wait. Like outside, outside of just of math academics. and science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's our old business model, though. We're trying to move away from it, but it still is operational in LA only. Like if I wanted a cooking tutor? Exactly, yeah. No way. Yes. Yeah. How about a Spanish-speaking tutor? Done. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm about to start texting. Yeah. <laughs> and it, what what is your driver every morning that you're like, yes, this is this is so different than my digital signage company because, well, two reasons. One, it's like it was a very personal thing. Um, like tutoring has been a part of my life for the entirety of my life. Yeah. Like I, I um, had the same tutor who whose wife went into labor since kindergarten, um, and like tutoring was sort of like my mentorship growing up, you know. And, oh, and wow. I think it's really important for students to have someone that they like look up to. That's one. That was like one side of it. the other side of it is like meeting someone like Shaq and, and realizing that again, like this is not going to school isn't normal for everyone, right? right, <laughs> and, right, and, right. Like, and it should be. And yeah. if we built like the right tech then what kind of access can we create for people on the other side of the world who don't get the privilege that we do? I never thought I'd be in education. Yeah. Like that wasn't something that I thought I'd find myself in. Right. But, you know, life sort of puts you in funny places. Yeah. And I fell in love with the idea of like, okay, like maybe I took this for granted, but how can I make sure that no one else ever does? You know? That's amazing. I, to- I, totally, I totally vibe what you're saying. And then this whole journey led to you being on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. So what was that about? And like... How does that work? And then yeah. what what did what did it, what was the experience when you once you achieved it? Yeah. So can I say your experience? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I at love seven a.m. she called me and she was screaming. <laughs> like, We're on the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me backtrack. <laughs> Why I was screaming. So, uh, like my my dad was a mentor of mine growing up, and unfortunately he passed away two years ago. I'm and sorry. 
that's okay. And, you know, we actually like faked an article for him because that was our goal. Like I said earlier, like we wanted, he wanted to see us on Forbes, right? Yeah, and was yeah. like, that was like every morning when things went down, he's like, Forbes, Forbes. I was like, you're oh. right, you're right. Yeah, Forbes. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we faked uh, like a, a paper article of Forbes of him and I making some lists and um, gave it to my dad in the hospital. And he like, his face just lit up and he was obviously like in a really bad place at that point. Um, and one of like my godfather walked in the room and he told him like, they, they made Forbes, like, look, like here it is, you know? And, and it was obviously a lie that was yeah. last year. Um, and so it became my goal for this year. You know, it was just like, I need to figure this out. Because I lied to not my dad. not a lie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I lied to my dad. Let's make this a real thing. And we, you know, a friend of ours reached out and said, um, someone from the Forbes team on the education list uh, asked if I had anyone in mind. And I thought you and Shaq, right? Yeah. And then you know, a couple of friends reached out and said, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to nominate you. So we had a few people nominate us. Um, who were previously on, previous on the list, which I think is important. Yeah. Um, and then we got an email one day and it was like, you made finalists. And by the way, they're like so secretive about the whole thing. Yeah. Like they won't tell you anything. Right. And so we fill out this little finalist form. And in my mind, I didn't know whether or not we'd make it. You know, there's like 16,000 people or something that apply for this and 600 people make it. Right. 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 And so it's what a 4% chance. And I was like, all right, well, if this happens, great. And if it doesn't, there's always next year. Right. Right. And he knew he was like so <laughs> chilled. And, and I was pretty chilled until the night before. The night before I was like, wait, if we don't make you didn't it. Sleep, did you? I did. But my mom was like really like yeah. on edge that night. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. I remember like I had dreams. I was like, we made it. We didn't make it. And like the scenario of like, what yeah. happens if we make it? And then I woke up and I was like, doesn't matter. But I saw like maybe 10 or 15 text messages. Yeah. And I was like, this is either really good or really bad. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and then everyone's like, you made it. You this, you that. Congrats. And it was just really special. I had a few friends call me like on the verge of tears because they know the story. Yeah. And like why it's so important to me. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's so cool. And that's so cool. I love how you were fulfilling also your families. You're like together. Yeah. It's just it's that's that's like ridiculously cool. And um so I have to ask some questions. So where where are where is Toot app today? Like how how many people are on the team? So there's four of us. We actually just joined science. Mm -hmm. um, Tell us what science is. Yeah. So science is an incubator in Los Angeles. It's run by Mike Jones, Peter Pham, and a few others. And who are those people? <laughs> um, Mike so, Jones is the, old, the former CEO of MySpace. That, that's yeah. all I know. Yeah. And, and a great investor. And he's on the board of several companies. And uh, like, you know, one of LA's bigger success story, Dollar Shave Club came out of there. And... Uh, and and you know, and Dog I don't know, tons of great awesome. companies. Yeah. Um, and so, I think they call themselves the Growth Lab or something. And also, one important distinction between science and and other like properties in Los Angeles is science is an incubator, right. and some others are accelerators. So, what is an incubator specifically? So. Well, for starters, it's a longer term contract, right? So for the accelerators, you're looking at three months where you're with the company, uh, let's say like a Techstars or whatever. Right. Uh, for us, we're there for like two years plus, like potentially for the rest of our company's life cycle until right. we grow out of the space. It's really cool. They give you office space. A lot of their 
companies have grown into their space, so they just like add more desks as, as the company grows. Um, and they're more focused on like, okay, what do you need help with, right? And then yeah. like, how can we put people on our team on those problems and like teach you how to deal with those specific problems? And the thing that was attractive to us was they've grown a few apps in our demographic, like high school students, which right. is could be really easy, but also very difficult because it's like you're dealing with not only the high school students, but the parents as well. Right. right so right. like, how do you market to two people at once? Yeah. <laughs> and so we we looked at our company and we said, OK, we have we have this growth. We have this engine, right? This text messaging service. And it's it's growing great. And like we really just want to see an amazing amount of growth. Right. And then ultimately go out and move move from there. Totally. But uh, we needed help, like experienced help. Right. And so we joined science. And it. You obviously being in science, you've gotten some investment money from them, correct? So the investment is actually like working on the project. So like rather than putting money in the company, they're giving you like resources. Oh, talent and yeah. resources. And then uh, but, and you were able to raise money before then? Yeah. And are, can you share how much you raised before then? A little under half a million. We're going out right now to raise a little bit more. And wh- how did you raise that initial round? Was yeah. it seed? Was it family and friends? What? Uh, I'd say it's angel slash family friends. A lot of the people we didn't know until we raised the money. Um, But yeah, so it started off with me going to three of my close friends. Um, They are founders of like really big LA startups, FabFitFun and Overnight. And um, I went to them and I asked uh, for just like advice, actually. I'm a customer of FabFitFun. Oh, you are? (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We were working out of there before (laughs) So, um, yeah, I went to them and I was like, here's what we're working on. And then, you know, they're kind of like older brothers slash life advisors to us. So they were like, well, we want to invest. Right. And so they put some money in. Um, I had like two really close, one of my best friends and another close friend also put some money in. And then from there, we met one of our advisors who is an amazing personal trainer and he's like a celebrity trainer and he has an amazing clientele list. Um, and he just introduced it to a couple of his clients. And from there we got like Toby McGuire and a couple of his friends and uh, the, the Getty family and just like some of like the greatest people in LA, honestly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really incredible, but it speaks to so much how important relationships are. Yeah. And it um, really makes me think of your incredible community work that you do with Mountain Gate. And that's something that we'll talk about in another episode. But you put together these incredible, incredible events that are all about relationship building in the most authentic way. Can you speak to what is Mountain Gate? Yeah. So uh, Mountain Gate was an accident. Um, (laughs) Mountain Gate is actually the gated community that I live in. And uh, a year ago, exactly, someone from a different group said that they were coming out to L.A. and they wanted to get together with some cool L.A. people. And so I was like, oh, I do, too. Right. Like, Let's have a dinner party. Yeah. And we're looking for places to throw the dinner. And everyone wanted like a crazy minimum. They wanted credit cards. And people are like, you know, they're flaky. They're last minute. whatever. So um, ultimately, we decided to do it in my backyard. That's just like how it worked out. And uh, we invited 20 people and like 60 people ended up showing up. And um, my mom ended up having to cook for them. (laughs) 60 people. (laughs) Yeah. And... um, you know, at the end of the dinner, and that was just, it had no purpose. Right. Um, at the end of the dinner, I had a lot of inbound in my emails being like, can you connect me? Can you this? I yeah. met this person. How yeah. do I meet? Th-? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to make a Facebook group for this yeah. thing. Right. And yeah. I called it Mountain Gate because that's the gated community I live yeah. in. It was like really an accident. Yeah. And um, 
a, this amazing thing, like this collaboration start to happen within the Facebook group, like people um, asking for advice, investment, uh, roommates, friendship, like services, it, yeah. you name it. Like people were just putting things up and right. and a lot of collaborations start to happen. And then someone said, when's the next dinner? And I was like, yeah, when, why not? When yeah, is yeah. the next dinner? Yeah. And so I, I said, OK, let's do this again. But this time. Let's like vet it. Right. right? Let's right. make sure that the right people are coming through the door. If we want to build like a really strong community right. um, and not for exclusivity, just for like curation, curation. Yes. Exactly. And let's make sure that we're actually having intelligent conversation. Yeah. Right. And it's not just like another networking mixer. Right. Totally. Like it's like, let's get there. Let's get an expert there speaking in front of this like amazing group of young professionals Um and and they, they are an expert in their field, right? And let's get some Q&A going, but then have dinner and, like, remember that everyone does want to meet each other. Right. right? So it's just, like, a little bit of talk, a little bit of play. But totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And and you guys will talk more about Mountain Gate on our LA Tech event spotlight. So definitely make sure to check that episode out. And if you had one ask of the community, we have thousands of people who listen to the We Are LA Tech podcast. What would that ask be? If anyone's listening who knows of high school students who are stressing out about home, it's the number one anxiety for students, right? Like homework. Yeah. So if you know of it, um, well, first to email me yeah. and like, let me give them a free trial. Where, where can um, they email so, you? Sophia at toot dot us. And how do you spell your first name? S-O-P-H-I-A at T-O-O-T dot U-S. Perfect. Um, and like, let me get them on the platform and, and give them a free trial. I think like any high school student who's struggling with math or science just share it, right? Awesome. Like, and then Jack has an ask. Yes. Okay, so we're raising a bridge round. We're going to raise a seed round soon. And to get us there and to grow, we're raising a bridge round of a little, I don't know. <laughs> no, go amount. for the amount. I don't know it really. Remember to double it. Do we it. have a set amount? <laughs> I mean, like, we're trying to do like 152 50 k yeah. Okay, so like 300 Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. So if you know any angel investors, send them our way. And what would you spend the money on? Like why why would it be a smart investment? Mostly marketing it's to, like grow the, truly to grow the all yeah. marketing. So like sales and marketing. And how do you guys make money right now? Um so it's on it's on a monthly subscription. And um we pay our tutors like an hourly rate and then we take the difference from the monthly subscription. And are you currently profitable or where, or have you We're been profitable? Just started. Just started. Yeah. No, we have been. Like, yeah. Well, because you go through revenue. different phases. Yeah. 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 Um, positive. Revenue positive. Uh, but now we're in a phase where we're pivoting. So, <laughs> yeah, no, totally understand. Awesome. One more thing. Um, how can people connect with you in general? I know, Sophia, you shared your email, but where are you on the social media sites and all of that? I feel like Instagram is really the only way. Like I've given up on everything else. So. It's good to know. <laughs> it's um, Sophia Parsa. Yeah. Perfect. And At Sophia Parsa. I still use Facebook. Is that weird? No, I use Facebook. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm good. Too. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Where, where can, can people find, find you? can find me, uh, Shakib Zabihian, S-H-A-K-I-B, and last name is Z-A-B-I-H-I-A-N. Perfect. Uh, is there anything else that I left out that you guys no. feel like you rocked it? 
Thank you. <laughs> you guys definitely make sure to check out the Mountain Gate episode when that comes out. Um, it may already be on your podcast app. I want to thank Toot App Founders for being here. It's been an amazing, amazing episode. If you want to connect with more incredible people in the LA Tech ecosystem, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. There's over 800 people. They are ready to collaborate with you. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. Or you could tweet at wearelatech. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye, all. When I was a little girl playing in my father's office, I dreamed of learning how to code. But my dad wasn't a coder. He was a businessman. And I never got to learn how. And it's been something that I've been curious about my whole life. And now, like, this whole world is startup and tech crazy. And I just want to know how to code, too. Hack Reactor makes coding professionally go from being a dream and something that you just desire to have to really being a legitimate programmer. You could get a job straight away after. Even if you've been curious and you want to improve your skills and you're working in the marketing department and you happen to have to learn how to do HTML and you want to take your steps that much further, you got to check out Hack Reactor. Hack Reactor is the trusted environment, academic level education to go to to become the best programmer that you could possibly be. Not only will you get the education, but you'll get the support from them to make sure that you're not alone in the journey. HackReactor.com. We Are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devora, has been a wearetech.fm production.